living the next chapter, I have a new friend who is a little far away from me in the world, but a connection to my the general area where we live, which is exciting. Um, this person will help you organize your life and help you get on track and help you to, to find peace and harmony in your home by how you live your life. She will do this and she will organize your life. Her name is Rebecca Saltzman and she's got, she's here from Israel. Hello. That's amazing. Hi. Hi how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Oh gosh. So we had a little pre-interview chat a while back. So much fun talking to you. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Great. I can't wait to tell you all about everything that I've been doing. <laughs> There's a little bit. There's a little bit to talk about. Yeah. I'm kind of busy. You wouldn't think it, but I'm a little busy. So how much do you love checklists? I love them. Why? Why? Do you, why? Why do you love these so much? Okay. The thing about checklists. Okay. Let's back up. Let's yeah. talk about why I love organization. The thing okay, about organization is like, you can't control everything in your life. It's just not possible because so much stuff happens outside of our control. But what you can do is figure out how to pivot as quickly as possible. And the checklists keep us organized and enable us to pivot when we have to. And I think that that's really the key. Like we can't, we can't control everything all the time because there's so much outside of our control, but checklists help us manage and make a really good roadmap for where we want to go and enable us to not forget anything and keep us on track, even when we do need to be flexible and pivot. Because if you know like what's on the map, you always know what can come off. And I think that that's like, like if you, if you have a clear picture of the map, you can see where can I take a detour, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, really important because so much of the time it's like, I don't know what to do next. And checklists and guides, they keep us in check and they allow us to see where the next leg of the journey is. And I think that that is super helpful. And that's why I love checklists because they're just awesome. Even the most organized person who would claim to be organized um, can get thrown off by a life event, right? And it can throw you off your game and you you start missing things and you start, you know, you start, um, things start to fall apart. So yeah, the checklists are definitely important and that's why you include them on your, your website. So I do. Is there something (laughs) that happened that kind of spurred you to create these checklists and be organized because you have a business about organizing people, but organizing, organizing steps and things like this. Is there something that kind of sparked all this for you? Okay. So my business is called Balagan Begone and Balagan is the Hebrew word for chaos. And so I, I thought it was really cute and clever. It's like chaos be gone. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, what I was finding about my clients is that when push came to shove, not only did they not know what to do, but they didn't know how to organize themselves. So what I found was that the checklist was just the easiest way to manage everything. So meal planning checklists, packing checklists, um, in the in the Jewish realm, preparation for Shabbat and Jewish holidays. All my clients just needed that because all the questions I were get I was getting was like, "What do I do?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what's easier?" 
to help someone and making a checklist, right? Because for most of the tasks that we do, we're doing the same thing all the time or consistently. And even if you think about how you meal prep for yourself or how you send emails to somebody or I don't know, it doesn't matter if you have a business, if you work for somebody else or things that you do like in your private life, when you have a checklist, a a standards to follow, it makes it easier to make sure that you didn't forget anything. So think about it from like the perspective of if you're going on a trip, if you create a packing list and you know everything you need, you're not going to forget anything. Now, if you left something off the list, fine. But the idea would be that over time, you would build a list that you need for every time you go away, things that you like to pack with you. Mm -hmm. And over time, you'll just recreate this list over and over again. And then, you know, you don't have to start from scratch every time, which is a huge time saver. Um, But also it helps you when you're repacking your stuff at the end of the trip. I mean, not so much with your clothes and stuff, let's say, but just to make sure you got all your chargers and your medicine and everything Mm -hmm. back into your bag, like, (laughs) because- How many times did you forget something at your, at your destination? Right. Like, so checklists just, I think really give us a really amazing tool to not only stay organized, but just as a way to allow us to feel in control, but they also allow us to check ourselves basically, because, you know, then you don't, you don't have to keep it all in your mind. If it's down on paper, it's there in front of you and you can look at it and you can refer to it. And the great thing about checklists is you can hand them off to somebody else. So if there's a job that you can't complete, you could be like, I can't do this, but here's exactly how to get it done. You just walk through the steps and every step, you know, just check off when you're done and move to the next step. How easy is that? You know, it can be applied to so many different things in life, right? Don't you wish your wife like handed you a checklist (laughs) all the time? Uh, oh, it'd be a very long list. Oh, about, oh my goodness. Okay, so let me just say today I was doing, so I do these online decluttering sessions called power hours. Okay. And today I was on with a woman and she wanted me to spend a little time with her to help her create menu plans. And her husband does the grocery shopping and what, how they divided it up is she does the lunchtime meals and he does the dinner meals, but he does the grocery shopping. Okay. And then she takes care of their kids. And she does, she's doing like all the housework and everything else. So that's their division of labor, which is great. However, couples want to divide up their division of labor is amazing. And it's totally individual. In any case, he was having trouble with, you know, her, well, she didn't have like a set routine anyways for lunch, but you know, she is happy to be an artist about cooking and be like, I'll use whatever, whatever is there. Right. And I'll just make it, but she needed something more concrete so she could plan her day more. So she could, she could run her business. So we sat down, I told her, I'm like, pick six meals, you know, Sunday through Friday that you want to make, uh, you know, when you're feeding lunch to your kids every day. And, um, then we'll go ahead and make a shopping list. She's like, I don't want to make a shopping list. I'm, I'm an artist about cooking. Right. And I'm like, it's not about you. Like, it doesn't have to be precise, like three quarters of a cup of lentils. Like, (laughs) You don't need to be like that precise, but what you do need to do is hand your husband a list so that when he's in the grocery store, he's not, you know, swimming out at sea all alone. And the idea is, is that you can outsource and automate tasks when you organize what you want and then hand it off to somebody else. And that makes a huge world of difference. And the husband is like super appreciative that his wife took the time to 
say exactly what she wants, because let's be real. Sometimes wives don't tell husbands exactly what they want and they Wait think that they should just know it. Wait a minute. <gasps> did I just lay your mind? Did you just, <laughs> did you just drop wisdom or some kind of knowledge I've never heard from? Is this something from Israel? Where did you come up with this? <laughs> Sometimes husbands are like, why can't you just tell me what you want? I, I know my husband's like, just tell me. And the thing is, it's like sometimes women, we don't always know exactly what we want. We just want you to know it. But this way, when we make a list and it's on the list, like, you know, it's there. Yeah. And it's like, I once got into an argument with my husband. I wrote like gray coupon mustard <laughs> and he came home with some other brand. And I'm like, no, I don't like the other brands. If they don't have the gray coupon, just don't buy anything. <laughs> this podcast sponsored you today by gray coupon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, and like, so I was like specific, this was what I wanted. If they don't have it, just don't bring anything else. Like, but you know, yeah. that's what it is. Like, and I don't want to get 15 calls from the grocery store. Like, did you mean this? Or did you mean that? And it's like, this way I was specific and the list, I told you what I needed. Same with her. So, so when you make these checklists, it just makes it easier for other people to be involved and allows you to take something off of your plate. And I'm all about sharing the burden with other people because we don't have to do it all. That's about part of being in a family and being yeah. part of a society. And that's what our friends are here for. They want to help us. Our family wants to help us. Yeah. Like they want to be useful. Yeah. So help them be useful. So you have a business to help people declutter their lives, I do. Their physical space their physical um, when you're overwhelmed with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you help people with that, but you also help them with a decluttered mind. Yeah. Well, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. If your mind is cluttered and you can't get out all your thoughts, how can you live in a home that is clean? Right. Yeah. I find that actually uh, the biggest issue for a lot of people is that when they feel like emotionally inside disorganized, it manifests itself physically. Yes. And wouldn't it be nice to avoid that? I mean, I know personally for myself, if I'm feeling a little down or sad, or if life just sometimes gets in the way, cause it does. Yeah. You'll always know because my house will be, well, what's messy for us. <laughs> Our house will look out of sorts and, and it's, it's, it's not that bad compared to some people, but like, you know, I can always tell when my kids are like, not, not a hundred percent. Like they didn't, they missed the hamper by like 30 centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, they hit the rim, right? Like, <laughs> Close enough. you know, but it's like, Oh, I don't care enough about myself right now to pick up the clothes from the floor. And, and that's not a good state to be in. And now I have three kids. So they're all teenagers. And, you know, sometimes they get sad. Sometimes they get depressed and, Sometimes they're just anxious or whatever life hits them. You know, it's hard changing hormones and such. Um, But like, I can tell if something's not going well for them because their rooms are not tidy. And, you know, that's when you as a parent can jump in. I don't know if the listeners here are mostly parents or not, but like, that's when you as a parent or you as a friend can jump in and like really help somebody when you see someone's space is not tidy, like, Maybe there's something going on. Dig a little deeper and see if you can help them. It's a good point. I really like that. It's a great um, physical manifestation of what's happening maybe internally. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So let's talk about uh, the book, which is coming out June 16th, Organized Jewish Life. Yeah. I like, 
can we touch on a the importance of your Jewish faith, your heritage, and how that translates and why that's important uh, in this book so that people kind of see the bridge between the two? Okay. So when my mom passed away in June of 2020, June of 2020, yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, she, I, we had known she had stage four cancer and we knew that it was coming. It was only hastened because in the end she ended up getting coronavirus, but you know, uh, sadly, but when push came to shove, I had read books about how to manage Jewish mourning, which is called Shiva. So we have a seven day immediate mourning period after the burial. And then we have a 30 day lesser mourning period. And then for a parent, we continue to be mourners for uh, a year. And yeah, so there's an extended mourning parent for spouse and siblings and children. It's a lesser mourning period, but nevertheless, uh, that's, that was a situation for me. And Um, normally I would have had the collective wisdom of my family to manage sitting Shiva with, except for that because of coronavirus, I wasn't able to leave Israel and my parents, uh, and my sibling or my, my father and my siblings live in the U S. And so I wasn't able to be with them during that time. So my husband, thankfully has both of his parents living and had never experienced this in like the up close kind of personal way either. And so even though I like knew what to do and we knew what to do, like in theory, we didn't know what to do in practice. Like, how do you prepare for this situation? So a mourner in Jewish law is not supposed to do anything for themselves. And they're so the, the community is supposed to take care of them. So like I needed all of these things. You're supposed to sit on a low chair. You're supposed to uh, not cook your own meals. So people were supposed to bring us meals. You're supposed to uh, rent your garment, make a small tear in your in your clothing. Um, all these different things that you're supposed to do that like I knew about in theory, but like in practice, like I said, I just didn't know how to do them. And so after the seven day morning period, I said to my husband, wouldn't it have been so much better if I could have just handed you a checklist? And he's like, yes, it would have been. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to make that. But then I was like, well, who's going to want that? <laughs> yeah. Like it's so morbid and like sad. Yeah. And anyways, even if someone does want it, how will they find it? right? Like it's just going to die in the abyss as the internet. So, so I thought about it and I'm like, well, you know what? I've never really seen a book that deals with how to manage practically in the Jewish life cycle. And as I was going through, I was like, well, the number one question that I get is how do you prepare for Jewish holidays? So as I was writing, I was like, okay, we'll have one section for Jewish holidays and one section for the Jewish life cycle events. And then the third section, which is really applicable to almost anybody, which I called adulting, which is like all the things that you don't think about when you're just starting out in the world. Do Mm -hmm. I need renter's insurance? What do I do if I have a car accident? Like all the practical things that your parents are supposed to teach you, but maybe they are not around anymore. They never taught it to you for whatever reason. So it's like a guidebook for like how to deal with these things that come up. How Mm -hmm. do I know if the apartment that I'm renting or buying is a good, is a good deal? How do I know if it has mold before? How do I know, you know, what are the signs I should look for if it's a noisy street, right? Like all these different things, uh, what things do I need to start up in my house? What can I live without? What's a must? Uh, how do I choose where to spend money? Like which appliances are should be a spend and which are a save, right? Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to create this guide where it was like, I'm your big sister and I'm telling you all the things you need. I'm your bossy big sister. That's the uh, truth. Uh, uh. <laughs> 
And I'm telling you all the things that I think you should know and that I think will help you as you're starting out in life. And even though it's designed for someone just starting out, the truth is, is it's really good for anybody at any stage of their Jewish life cycle, because we're all at different stages and we're all encountering things that we don't know about at different times in our life. And this will help you navigate everything basically from birth till death. Well, excellent. Yeah. And it's organized Jewish life and June 16th, we mentioned there's, there's significance for that date as well. There is. Uh, so that's the second anniversary of my mom's death on the Jewish calendar. So next year it won't be the same in, in the Gregorian calendar, but yeah. it, it will be in the Jewish calendar. So it's well, the same day. Ironically, this year it happens to fall out on my 20th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Go figure. Wow. So it's going to be a kind of a special day, I think. So you have stuff for wedding anniversaries on your checklist too? I do. Thank Actually, you. you know what? We didn't really talk about anniversaries. I did talk about, okay, so here's a tip for anniversaries, actually. Okay, let's go. One of the things that I talked about in the book was when you're getting engaged, you should talk about your goal setting. Mm -hmm. And what my husband and I like to do actually on our anniversary is see where we are and where we want to go. So make sure we're like on the same, on the same we're in the same map, you know, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, we want to make sure our destination is the same. So we take, we take stock. Okay. This year, this happened less, you know, versus what we had hoped would happen. And maybe this is what we, where we want to channel some of our energy and some of our money. These are my new goals. Like I've already started thinking about the next book I want to write and yeah. mentioned it to my husband already. And he's like, Ooh, maybe you should just hold off till this one's done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, so like, those are the things we talk about. So use your anniversary as like a mile, as a way to set your goals and as a way to look back and see how far you've come as a couple. And I think that that is actually a really, really great way. It doesn't sound so romantic, but actually it is because if you guys aren't on the same page, then it's not going to last very long. No. Yeah. (laughs) And it just adds another layer to, um, your communication when you can talk about stuff and plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great day to look back to and remember. Yeah. You know? And like, it might not go as planned. How long have you been married? Uh, we are in 28. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so yeah, 28. You didn't know that that was going to be bad, but good. Glad that you know. Wow. My wife is so lucky. That's all I can say. <laughs> She's so lucky. Anyways. She I'm sure she it. feels that way. She'll I'm sure she feels I'm that sure. way. Sure. Insert, insert Jen now. Okay. Yeah. So she's, she, she says yes. um no but like it's just a nice way to see where you're going and i mean are you guys you're empty nesters now we are our three kids are gone we have all this space right so it's like okay so what's the next step for you right right. and this is like a really great time to figure out what what are your next steps where do you guys where do you guys want to be in 10 more years or five years or even just next year like and i think that that's a really nice way to to say, I love you, yeah. you know, cause it's like, okay, I'm, I'm planning our future still, even after all this time. And so definitely I do talk about that in the book. Um, I think it's important that even if you don't have the same goals to just figure out how you can each help each other get to your own particular goals. So it's just a good time to reassess your own personal goals as well. So in your book, Rebecca, is it designed specifically for a Jewish audience or can anyone get something that they can apply in their life from this book? 
I think especially, especially in section three, for sure, anyone could apply anything to their life. Um, it is designed for someone who wants more information about leading a Jewish life. Um, it's, it's really designed for like someone who's new to Judaism. Um, there's, there's glossary, uh, there's checklist, all the words that we use that we say in Hebrew or in Yiddish are translated. Um, and like, it's really a lower point of entry for someone who just wants to learn and, and understand Jewish customs. Great. And it's going to be available uh, on June 16th, 16th uh, but it's also, there's something available online right now. Right. So there's a tan, there's a tandem in tandem. It works in tandem. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> a plan, An actual planner, like a diary uh, that you can use to, you know, it's funny. I don't know. Do Canadians use the word diary? Uh, like not as like not as like a journal, but like no, as a okay. planner. Uh, yeah, well, we would call it a calendar, I guess. But like okay, yeah, so journal, a personal calendar, calendar yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. in so in Israel, the translation um, is really like a diary, and okay. I think the English use that too. Um, anyways, it's a planner. <laughs> it's a Shabbat and holiday planner to help you plan every week your menus, your guest lists, um, all the pre-holiday and Shabbat prep work that you need to do, just things you need to check to make sure that are getting done every week. Because um, I don't know if you know this, but Orthodox Jews, we don't turn on lights on Saturday, but we do use like timers. So you have to set that like prior to Shabbat starting. Uh, So like just as a reminder, turn off the light in the fridge or or put the timer on or whatever you you need to do, put the hot water on, right? Like, so all these different things that are standards uh, and standard weekly practices that happen or standard pre-holiday practices, I put in a checklist. So all you have to do is run through the list. Of course, every family is different and has different standards, but, um, you know, you can amend the list however you want their space to add your own. But the idea was to help you get your guest list and your menu planning done for for Shabbat and Jewish holidays. And that's, that's available right now. It's called the organized Jewish life Shabbat and holiday planner. Super simple. (laughs) Easy. Yeah. I had the opportunity of of being in New York city and in the Jewish area. And oh my gosh, it's like you stepped into another world. And I was, (laughs) which area were you in? uh, What was, I was, I was in Bushwick and Brooklyn. Okay. In that area. And so when I was there, um, my friend who lived there who took me around and showed me around and he, he brought me into, into the community. And I, at one point everybody was just gone. And I'm like, there's nobody here. Like, I felt like it was, was a Friday movie. afternoon. Yeah. It was like, a, <laughs> it was like a movie set. Okay. I'm so like, I'll tell you this. Oh, if you ever like, come to Israel, yeah, it's always best to try not to plan your arrival for Friday or Saturday because a lot of the streets are clo- the major highways are running, but like in certain neighborhoods, a lot of the streets are closed um, to cars on Saturday. And um, yeah, we just that's our Sabbath, and yeah. so we, if you're in a Jewish neighborhood, like we just want to to be quiet then. So it's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, if you're definitely if you're planning a trip to Israel for sure reach out, but also um try to plan your arrival for like Thursday or Sunday or some way in between but not Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Friday. yeah. Uh, also they, a lot of the restaurants are closed. Okay. Businesses shut down Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um so it yeah, was there. it was a it was a culture shock. Yeah, right. But I wasn't expecting it. Like I wasn't even thinking of what day it was to be quite honest. I was just kind of, it's a day I'm just doing my day. And then it's yeah. like, where is everyone? 
but it's it nice. Was, it's peaceful, right? It's it not like so amazing. I'm like, am I still in New York? Like, how is this so quiet? Where is everyone? It's and like it's not 4 a.m. No. in Times Square. <laughs> I love, I love history. I love the Jewish culture. And it's amazing. So to speak to you and to have time with you is just amazing. And I hope everybody goes and buys the book. Thanks. And I hope so too. I hope everyone goes to your website. We'll put all the information in the show notes. But um, this is Rebecca. And, you know, to speak to somebody in Israel today, you've started my day off great. It's for me, it's like 9, 9 a.m. What is it for you? 430. 430. Okay. <laughs> it's the end of my day, but that's okay. It's still, it's, it's actually, it's still sunny here. It's still nice out. It's not Friday, is it? It's not Friday. Okay. You know, but the thing about here is Sunday is a regular working day. So Sunday you can go anywhere and do anything. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. The things you've learned. Yeah. I hope everybody learned something today. It's amazing. Okay. Well, we're going to have you back on some other podcasts. So we're looking forward awesome. to that as well. So we'll make sure we put links to those in because we need a little bit more Rebecca in our life. So thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, awesome. Dave. Thank you for your time. Hi, guys. This is Dave from Living the Next Chapter, a podcast designed to connect authors and audiences. We're always on the lookout for our next interview. If you're an author, a publisher, and you have a book, whether you're just starting, whether you're halfway through writing, or it's all done and you want to tell the world, that's why we're here at Living the Next Chapter. Get in touch with us through livingthenextchapter.com. Contact us. And let's set up some time together to discuss your book, to discuss your project, and how we can get you on the show. My name is Dave, and I would love to speak to you. So go to livingthenextchapter.com, and let's get over there together and discuss all the great things that you're up to as an author, as a publisher, and let's grow your audience together. Join us on livingthenextchapter.com for great authors and an audience that's eager to hear about what you're up to as an author and a publisher. Contact us today and let's get your book out in front of others. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one.